to launch a new product. Hi, so welcome again. Today I'm going to be covering how to launch a new product or collection. Uh, this might be a physical item or a new service, course or workshop, it doesn't really matter which, the processes are still the same. Now, if you've read my book, available in my website shop, by the way, then really you can apply all the same principles I teach in the book relating to an entire business in exactly the same way to this new product collection or offering. Firstly, you need an audience of people that are ready to buy. I think we can all agree on that. And hopefully if your brand voice and messaging have been on point up till now with an existing business, then you probably know what they want and how they want it delivered. If your audience is still very small and new, for example, a handful of social media follows, a hundred or so email subscribers, etc., then you will almost certainly want to consider an ad launch budget to be able to reach more people that are not yet currently aware of your business. And this brings me to a little aside. If you truly want your business to be successful, then building your audience is absolutely vital. And to do this, you will almost certainly need to invest in some sort of advertising or PR strategy, or at the very least, a really, really quite intense content marketing strategy. It comes down to numbers at the end of the day. So eyes on, eyes on everything is so important. Now, if your core messaging and brand identity, including your voice, so how you relate to your potential customers is really on point and you know what you're doing, then you will no doubt get a higher conversion rate and sell more with a small audience. However, it often takes us a little while to get there to truly understand and speak to our niche. And if you want more about niche building, then please do pop over and see my blog post from last week for more info on that. So setting aside some budget for advertising, be it Facebook, Google, or even things like placements on blogs or in magazines or guesting on podcasts will be something that you will need to invest in. And nearly all successful businesses will have relied on advertising in some form somewhere along the way, recognise that they need to reach more people and invest it appropriately. And this is where understanding your ideal client profile is so important. So you can set the parameters of your ads to maximise your spend. So correctly identifying who to sell to and what their interests are. But let's assume you know your audience, you know what they want, you've tested it with a small number of people, you know it works for them and you're ready to launch proper. So what now? So now you will need a solid marketing plan in place that will convert your lookers into buyers. And often that can start with a really good, well thought out sales page. So your sales page might be a page on your website or it could be a specific landing page that you've created in your email marketing system, whatever and wherever it needs um, these kind of key points really. So firstly, what is the outcome from buying this product or offering? How does it make the buyer feel once they have it or if they've implemented the content of it? So for example, with my book, my customers are really relieved because they don't have a clue about how to start launching a business. And they're really happy because they, they know it's going to take them less time to get everything in place rather than kind of guesswork or having to Google it and asking friends and family and things like that. They're going to be much more committed because they have a structure to follow, which means they're going to be much more likely to reach their launch date goals. 
So the value that I'm giving them really is their time, their energy back, and ultimately they are going to be making money and more money sooner with my book than if they were to have gone it alone and operated in that whole kind of trial and error phase. So you absolutely want to make the outcomes and benefits clear first and foremost. You might also want to include then why they should buy from you over anyone else who may have similar products or offerings. So you might want to speak to your experience, what sets you apart from others that is relevant to this particular offering of yours. So, for example, for me, I've run my own successful businesses for over a decade and I've helped many, many businesses launch and thrive over the last few years of that. Um, I have the experience that hopefully people can trust and I have the social proof of that with, you know, lots of nice testimonials and reviews. So how much information you provide on this sales page often depends on the price of the item in question. So low cost offerings will will need far less information than, say, a higher priced course or um, some higher value item that you're offering. So what else do you need to address? So there's going to be some key things here like all of the reasons why somebody might not buy. So it might be real problems why they might not buy. It might just be perceived problems. And these perceived problems can really be easily addressed by you. So things that often come up as a barrier to buying might be things like cost, time or suitability. So if you can speak to all of the objections somebody might put up to stop from buying and counteract them. So, for example, well, you're going to make your money back in the weeks in weeks because you've spent the money um, on this piece of content that's going to tell you exactly how to avoid the pitfalls. Um, So in the long run, you'll save time by doing this course because you won't make mistakes or you'll learn how to do this more efficiently or this product might be more expensive than its competitors but that's because it has sound sustainability credentials or perhaps it supports the artist or local community um so you might want to see how you can define why this product or offering is exactly right for this specific industry or person or type of person what their character is why it suits them specifically and again niching is is not a bad thing here you know niches are good Use your FAQs to counteract any reasons why somebody might not be ready at checkout. For smaller cost items, I would really advise that you don't waffle on too much. People just often want to find the thing, hit purchase and have it straight away. They don't want to go through endless salesy pages of info when they have probably already decided to buy that item already. So you might actually be hindering and preventing sales by making it too long and waffly or having lots of like kind of funnily things which people get fed up with. So some top tips. Be clear exactly what it is that you're selling. Lead with a benefit or a valuable outcome that addresses the specific problem that your customer has. So for me, my book again, I'm just using that as an example, but for instance, most people just, I don't know how to launch a business or um, say um, if people are looking for some art perhaps, I can't find a local artist to have art that I really want to kind of support a local artist for my living room. Um, And then you also really want to consider about where and how you're going to have your call to action on this sales page. So usually this will be a button where it's like buy now, check out, 
Um, some of these can be a little bit boring and, and sort of lacking in personality. So always have a little bit of a think about how you could reword that to make it really specific to you. So, you know, if you're selling website design, for example, it could be build your website now or, you know, if it's a a template or a theme or if you um, are selling lots of um, home decor, it could be style your home now. Um, if you're selling a digital product like, um, you know, a nice um, photograph download or something like that, it could just be something as simple as download now. Um, if you're offering, you know, a, a course, perhaps it could be begin today. You know, so make try and think about how you can make it a little bit more interesting and compelling, um, but that also is still within your brand identity and your brand voice. Avoid too many wordy paragraphs. Um, bullet points and graphics um, are always going to be more attractive, more easily digested and therefore convert more easily. Um, and as I mentioned before, use that social proof. So getting testimonials and reviews from your testing phase and then adding to them as and when you can gather more um, as you sell more of this product. These are always going to be one of the most compelling tools in your sales arsenal. Real people, real customers saying how much they love the item, the quality, how it made them feel and what the benefit was to them personally. These are all incredibly valuable things to use on a sales page and will do more for you than any long description of what the product is ever will. So um, some really, really good um, helpful tips there, I hope, for you. Make sure also that the sales page is really easy to use and it works on all devices. It sounds simple, but let's face it, most of us buy on our mobile phones these days. So make sure that once you've created your sales page or your landing page, that um, you double check it yourself. You know, have a little look, test it on your on your mobile, on your tablets. Make sure you have really easy ways to buy as well. You know, things like Stripe or PayPal or Apple Pay. If people have to get up and go and find a credit card, this will be a barrier to some of your sales. It's just a fact. If people are in the moment and they feel that they can just they're ready to buy and they can do it with a simple tap then that is going to just convert so much better than having to fill out you know a long login form or account form and things like that again it's a little bit different if you are selling higher cost items for instance where you might need to be gathering more information especially if people are like registering for courses and things like that but certainly for, um, you know, lower cost products or offers, then, you know, a one click tap checkout is obviously going to be better. Other things to include might be things like guarantees. These can be incredibly useful if you have the capacity to offer them. So, for instance, on, you know, clothing or prints or some things like that, you know, guaranteed not to fade. You know, have you done have you done all of your, you know, your longevity tests and things like that? If you have, talk about it, you know, say say all of these amazing things that you've done to make your product as amazing as it possibly can be. So talk to all of those things that you may have done behind the scenes, but that really speak to the quality and the viability of your product. If you, um, the other thing for other guarantees that might be useful are things like if you do the work and you don't get the results that I know that you can get, then you'll get a refund that can really work well on courses um you know i would caveat that with saying that people do need to do the work because you don't want to just give refunds because people can't be bothered after the first week or two or life gets busy so you know be careful with guarantees that 
you can support them and um, that they are genuinely actually true. Keep distractions to a minimum on your sales page as well. Avoid a lot of other random calls to action like newsletter sign-ups or pop-ups. The sales page is there to do one thing and one thing only and that is to sell this particular product. So avoid too many other distractions. Make sure that people make sure that people can share and send it to their friends or colleagues easily too. People will often ask each other before purchasing especially high cost items um, and this is especially also true for partners. So, you know, especially if they're perhaps thinking about buying something for the home, they're much more likely to buy if they can easily share it to their partner via Facebook or, you know, by, via, um, you know, by being able to copy a link. Um, so being able to share across social media platforms is a really useful selling tool. You may also want to consider a time-limited launch offer or discount. Um, again, I've got a whole blog post on discounts and offers, actually. Um, so do do pop over to my blog and have a look at that if you want to sort of explore that idea a little bit more. Um, but for example, you know, 10% off everything in the first week of launch or buy this product and get this add-on free. You know, all of these kind of things where you don't necessarily necessarily have to be offering money off, but you can be adding even more value. And more value is what people are always keen on. Early bird deals often work well as well for think for larger items such as courses or workshops. Uh, and they're really useful if you need to get in those first few early sales um, so that you can pay deposits on things. And, um, you know, especially if you've got venue deposits to pay and things like that. So early bird can be a really useful thing, not only for sales, but also allowing you to then kind of scale in the in the background. So there's quite a lot to consider there, obviously, um, for one website page, but it really pays to kind of think about it really carefully rather than just putting up, you know, a simple product description, you know, a list of things that the product is, is not going to sell it. What's going to sell it is what it does. So and what the benefits and those outcomes are. So we think really, really clearly about how you're going to communicate those. But once you have a, a magnif- this magnificent new product and sales page, how do you tell people about it? How do you get people there? So I'm just going to run through some of the main avenues that I personally use. Obviously, there are far more out there than this, but these are the ones that I have found worked for me, um, not only in the current iteration of my business with the photography and coaching, but also when I had a product-based business, when I used to sell um, hand-dyed items, plant-dyed items, Um So Facebook and Instagram ads. Um, So this works especially well for something that you kind of want to sell on repeat, a product that perhaps you will be selling, you know, for as long as you can imagine until until you want to create a new thing. Um, So for me, that's my my book. It's, you know, a fairly low cost item. um, And it's, it's one of those things that I like to have a small daily budget of advertising assigned to. Um, and it generates me the number of sales that I need to meet my financial goals, not just through the sales of the book, but then the um, the ongoing work that I often get from a sale of a book. So um, my book happily works very nicely for me in that it's a really good introduction to me, how I work, my approach, what my services and offerings are. And um, a lot of people that buy the book 
often go on to book me for other things like coaching or photography or website building. So I know that if I spend a certain amount of money every single day, um, that I get the return on that ad spend that makes it more than worthwhile for me. Um, So it took a little bit of time to get right. And so I created lots of different ads with different audiences and different graphics in um, in the Instagram Facebook ad until I landed on the one that performed the best and the most consistently for me. And then I, as I say, I just run that as a continuous ad with a daily ad spend attached to it. If you have the finances, then I strongly recommend you use an ad agency to work this all out for you and get you there quicker. But if you don't, you can start with, you know, five, ten pounds a day for a week or two um, and start to learn it for yourself. Um, Obviously, you will probably need to spend more because you'll be learning as you go with it than you would perhaps if you got an agency in to design and create the ads for you. But it is doable to do yourself as long as you're happy to play the long game and get really a bit obsessed with the analytics, which is not for everyone. Anyway, so that's Facebook and Instagram ads. The next thing is um, social media. So obviously I use Instagram a lot. Um, I use Pinterest and my Facebook group. Um, I auto post with my Instagram feed posts to my Facebook page and Twitter. I don't make individual posts for those. However, you may wish to and that might be something that works better for your particular business there's no right or wrong here um as always my recommendation was would be to focus on one or two channels and do those really well than trying to be everywhere um but what i do is i package up the individual points on the sales page into separate posts for social media and i may i might expand on them or i might talk around them or you know um basically just speak to the detail more Um, And this is an opportunity then often for people to DM me and ask me questions about it, um, you know, or proceed directly to um, perhaps you've got an Instagram or Facebook shop um, so that you can point them directly there. You can tag your products, um, especially if you're like product based business, that's going to be a really useful way um, to talk more about your products without necessarily having to send them to a sales page. You might be able to point them directly to Um, your Instagram shop, for instance. The next thing is my blog and my podcast. So again, I speak to all of the points that I've been talking about that I would include on my sales page, but I might expand around a topic. I might talk around a topic or a complementing topic um, and put my own stamp on it all as much as I possibly can. Again, getting my brand voice, my brand identity, talking more about the type of clients that I work with, talking about who my products are for, and you know basically all of the amazing outcomes that we discussed before and the benefits. So I tried to let my unique approach shine through as much as possible and really let my brand identity shine so that I know that the clients that do buy my products or my services are going to be really, really well aligned. And client alignment is what will make us all happy. So um, the Next thing, fourth thing is my email newsletters. So again, this is an opportunity to show the heart and soul of my business and build relationships with my audience, with my subscribers. Um, And I always make sure that I give them pieces of information or I talk to them in a way that I don't provide anywhere else. Um, You know, I think it's really important 
to show your subscribers how much they mean to you by giving them this unique content. Um, you can also, depending on your email marketing system, set up nurture sequences of emails on a specific product or service without necessarily bombarding all your subscribers who may not be interested in all of your offerings with those sales emails. So some might want your products, some might only be interested in your services. So at every turn, being really clear who you are talking to and what they need or want and how you can then give it to them is really key. Um, next up is ads or PR features on blogs or in magazines. So I use these sparingly uh, and they have to be the perfect fit. So unless you're a big business like Apple, no one wants to be sent a press release. So don't even bother writing one. Um, no one's going to be interested. Um, what you would want to do is consider paying for features on properly aligned outlets. Um, you know, they, you want them to be really aligned with your ethos and your approach for it to work best. Um, so and also I would just say that also that biggest is not always best as well. Sometimes, um, you know, a niche outlet is going to be better if it's really, really aligned with your offering or your products than, you know, the, a really big, you know, countrywide magazine, for instance. And I would always make sure to use an incentive of some kind, like a code, so that you know that any sale that uses that code has come from that particular feature. That way, you'll know whether it's going to be worth taking out that ad or that feature again on that outlet. Um, and this is something really, really important. If you spend money in places, you need to be able to track the results. It's really, really vital. Now, obviously, a Facebook or an Instagram ad will do that for you because you're going to be able to dig deep into all of the analytics of that and know exactly what's been working for you. But anything that's on blogs or print might be harder to track. So always having some way of knowing that a sale has come from that outlet is really, really important. So you could use a discount code, for instance, or you could use an, um, a completely separate private link so that you can um, create a product that maybe is only linked with that, that feature. Um, and that way, obviously, you'll know exactly where those sales have come from and where to continue to put your efforts in the future. Uh, another little handy hint is keep an eye on hashtags like hashtag journal request or hashtag PR request. Um, these are especially good on Twitter. Um, it may be that you can offer some sort of advice or story around your business or this new, new collection or this new launch product. Um, and usually um, you will be talking about a topical item, offering advice or talking around a subject. It's not an opportunity for you to overtly sell, um, but it may well be that there is a link up there with your business or what you are offering that makes it a natural connection. Um, so do, do have a little look at those hashtags. Um, and whilst those sort of things might not necessarily be um, things that link into direct sales, it should hopefully help you to build your audience that then do turn into buyers. So just generating more eyes on your new product or services at a time when you need them most. So some final thoughts then. So to sum up, know your audience, build your audience constantly, always be building your audience, speak to your audience, 
So understand what they want, understand how they want it presented to them, in what format they want your products or your services. Then just talk to them and talk to them a lot more than you might feel comfortable with to start out. You need to sell to people to sell things. And I know this is going to be a really big hurdle for some of you. And it was for me as well in the early days, because selling often feels icky, especially to creative people. We almost get embarrassed about selling things that we've created with soul and passion. But it's simple, really. Just approach it in a way that feels honest and authentic to you and you cannot go wrong. Where it becomes icky and salesy is when you start lifting salesy phrases or salesy sort of, you know, leveraging or um, coercion type speak. That's when it starts to feel icky. So don't try to sell or use phrases because you think that that's how you should be speaking when you are talking about your products or your services. Read out what you write in your posts. If you read it aloud and it sounds like you, then you know that that's authentic. If you read it out loud and you start to cringe, then you know that maybe you need to reword it. So just be true to yourself, true to your business ethos, your business approach, and just spend a little bit of time planning out what you're going to say, how you're going to say it, and just be passionate about what you do. Show your passion in how you speak to people when you're trying to sell your products. And on that note, I think I'm going to leave it there for today. If you do need help with any kind of launch, whether it's, you know, a a whole business that you're hoping to launch or relaunching, so perhaps you've got stuck in a rut and you want to have a relaunch and you don't know where to start, and perhaps you've got a new collection that you want to launch, then just get in touch. My next coaching spots are opening up in the autumn. I'm fully booked until the autumn, but I am open and I would love to work with some new creative businesses and take them to the next level from kind of September, October time onwards. So please do get in touch if you feel like you might want that kind of support. And I will speak to you next time on the podcast. Take care.